How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. All right, welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to be talking about one exercise that is so powerful that it is, it might be 80% of the reason that I ended up quitting my my nine-to-five job at Cisco Systems five years ago. Um, It's incredibly powerful when you really allow it to be. It can be scary when you allow it to be, but it's incredibly powerful. So I'm going to go through this exercise. I'm going to talk about how it got me to quit my nine to five, making over $200,000 a year five years ago, how you can use it to change your life for the better today if you have the courage to do so. All right. Now, for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from these podcasts, don't forget to go to sidlickbook.com to grab your pre-sale copy of Shit You Don't Learn in College. The book is available now. Uh, It'll be an absolute game changer. I'm super excited. Um, Everyone who buys the book during the pre-sale launch will get over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs, so you will not want to miss this. Head over to sidlickbook.com. That's S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com and check it out. Now, we also uh, give back when you buy a book. We give back one meal to a hungry kid in Kenya for every book purchased. So uh, even if you get nothing from the book, just know that you are going to be filling a hungry belly for a week. Now let's get on with the show. All right, so a little bit of context. Um, Everybody wants clarity. Everybody wants to know what's the exact direction that I want to be going in life. Um, It's, you know, clarity really is uh, one of the precursors to being successful. If you don't know where you're going, how can you ever expect to get somewhere good, right? You're going to just start going around in circles and you're going to end up in in a really shitty place, right? So the first thing is you have to get clarity and and, clarity also helps you take action. Most people don't want to take action because they're not clear on what direction to go. Do I go left, go right, go north, go south, whatever, right? Clarity is by far one of the most important steps to being successful. If you get crystal clear on your purpose, your passion, on what you are meant to do in this life, no matter what fear gets in your way, you you can't not do it. If you have so much clarity on exactly what you need to do and how you need to live this life, no amount of fear will stop you. Clarity is the answer for most people, but the reality is none of us are ever taught to get clarity. Um, It's very interesting. So obviously this podcast being the shit you don't learn in college, uh, one of the things that I learned was uh, done by a a study by the Federal uh, Federal Reserve. They found that 61%, 61% of people with college degrees would like to go back and either get a different degree or not get a degree at all. 61%, nearly two out of three people with college degrees would like to go back and either get a different degree or not get a degree at all. Why is this? Well, it's because we're asking people to make a decision around what they want to do with their lives when they're 17 or 18 years old. When I was 17 or 18 years old, all I was thinking about was 
uh, where the party was at on the weekend and what girl that I wanted to make out with or, uh, or, or who I was, you know, who I was trying to, you know, uh, get to be my girlfriend, my crush at the time or whatever. That's all I cared about when I was 17 or 18 years old, right? Like you're not thinking about your whole life ahead of you. You can't make those kinds of decisions when you're that age, right? None of us are ever taught to get clarity first before we're going in the right direction. So because of that, so many people end up going down this path. They spend years, they spend decades, they, they hit 30, they hit 40, they hit 50, even, you know, even older. And now they're going, well, now I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my life, right? That's what the midlife crisis really is, right? It's a lack of clarity from early on in life catching up to you when you're at midlife. So what I want everybody to do is I want everybody to take a stand and make a commitment to getting clarity. Now, we focus on this very heavily in the shit you don't learn in college book. It's one of the, the beginning foundational uh, sections because you have to get clarity to get where you want to go. Now, this comes in a series of exercises and conversations and questions that I ask my clients that I've been asked from my mentors and gone through in programs and things like that that helps me get extreme clarity on where I want to go. Now, if you think of clarity like a jigsaw puzzle, it's you know all of these different pieces and all of these different exercises coming together to form uh, an image and you get more clarity, the more jigsaw puzzle pieces that you have. Now, the puzzle piece that I'm about to give you right now is a very large puzzle piece. And it was a puzzle piece that uh, basically triggered me to want to quit my job. So the puzzle piece is, uh, is actually something that I call um, follow your joy. Okay. It's actually something called follow your joy. Now the Dalai Lama says that if you don't know what direction to go in life, use your joy as a compass. Right? Use your joy as an intuitive compass. Now, this is something that's actually really hard for a lot of us because a lot of our social programming will tell us not to do things that bring us joy and not to do things that make us happy. You can think of, you know, the artist that loves painting, and then you know, society says, you need to get a job, you need to, you need to pay the bills and do this. So you need to give up on that silly childhood dream, right? Like, so society programs us not to follow our joy. Society programs us not to follow the things that that truly make us come alive. And that's the real issue, right? But the Dalai Lama says, if you truly want to know the direction you want to go in life, use your joy as a compass. Now, for a lot of us, because of our social programming, often what I tell people is often that joy is clouded by fear. So it's very difficult for us to follow our joy because there's so many social programs and fears that get in the way. So what I tell people is, yes, follow your joy. But sometimes to get there, you need to face your fears, right? So Ryan Holiday wrote the book, The Obstacle is the Way. This is a uh, stoic principle from thousands of years ago. Um, the the uh, impediment to the path, the obstacle in front of the path becomes the path, right? You must go through the obstacle to get to where you really want to go. So if you're having trouble following your joy, what really brings you joy and happiness in life, you can probably see that it's on the other side of doing something that you're afraid to do. Now, the exercise that I want to run through with you today is something I call follow your joy. We do this with every single one of our clients and it can be incredibly powerful because it can transform your life in a very short amount of time if you allow it. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go ahead and I want you to, uh, I want you to grab either a piece of paper or a word document and open it up. Um, if you're driving or if you're on the treadmill or something like that, don't do that now. Come back and listen to this podcast again later because you're going to want to go through it as an exercise. And what you're going to do is you're going to list out, you're going to start by listing out 20 things that you love to do. Super simple. You're going to take no more than five minutes to do this. I'm, I'm putting a really tight track on this because I don't want you to overthink it. 20 things that you love to do without thinking about it too much. Now, it might go like this. 
Um, you know, I love to uh, drink tequila because I do love to drink tequila. Uh, I love to uh, hang out with my wife. I love to play with my dog. I love to read a good book. I love to travel to to new and fun destinations. I love to teach my clients and and help them change their lives. Um, you, you can get the point here, right? See, I'm just kind of going down the list and I'm writing out things that I love to do. I love to go rock climbing. I love to go to the gym, right? Very easy. You don't have to think about this too much. Just write down 20 things that you love to do. The first things that come to mind, right? That's the trick. Get the things that come to your mind first. Now, once you have this list of 20 things that you love to do, here's where we start to put some critical thought to it. Okay. Now I want you to go down this list, and if you if you wrote this list on the left side of the sheet of paper, split it in half and on the right side of the sheet of paper, next to each option, write down why. Why do you love to do that thing? Critically think about it for a second and write down why is it that you actually love to do that thing. Now the goal here is we're trying to find the function behind the form. For example, right, when I say I love to, uh, you know, I love to read a good book, right? Why? Well, I love to learn and grow. I love to travel to new destinations. Why? Well, I love to learn and get new perspectives and grow, right? Why do, you know, and then we go to, I love to drink tequila. Uh, I love being present and just being in the moment uh, with with where I'm at and and enjoying something. Uh, Why do I love uh, hugging and kissing and being with my wife? I love connecting with, with people. I love connecting with other people. Why do I love, um, you know, why do I love teaching my clients? I love to teach and help others and serve others, right? So you want to go down this list and you want to write why it is that you do or why it is that you love each of these things that you love to do. So think about it critically for a second and then go ahead and spend 10 minutes writing why, okay? So now you have a list of 20 things you love to do. You have a list of 20 reasons why you love to do them. And here's the best part. Now you're going to take a look at the list of why you love to do things, and you're going to notice every single person that we've done this with, and we've done this with thousands of people now, every single person that we've done this with will have somewhere between three to five paradigms or pillars that run through their life that bring them joy. This is how we really find the function behind the form, right? So for example, one of them for me is learning and growing. I love to learn and grow. This is why I love to travel. This is why I love to read books. This is why I love to be in masterminds. This is why I love to go to self-development programs. This is why I love all of those things. This is why I love having a business because having a business forces me to learn and grow constantly, right? This is why I love these things because they force me to learn and grow. So that's one of my paradigms. Another one of my paradigms is connecting with other people right? I love teaching my clients because I love connecting with them and understanding them. I love going and hanging out with friends because I love connecting with them. I love being with my life, my wife because I love hanging out with her, right? I love connecting with others. My dog as well. It doesn't even just have to be people. I love connecting with my dog, right? So I love connecting. Now, these are principles that run through my life. And the first time that I ever did this exercise, I basically came out with a handful of principles that I realized are what make me happy. And if I'm truly meant to follow my joy, then I want to be able to do more of those things. It was learning and growing constantly. It was teaching and serving others. It was connecting deeply and emotionally. And it was being present and in the moment. 
Now, those four things, those four things ran through my life, and I realized the more that I wanted to be feel successful, right? Because success is not a number. Success is not the income level. It's not the watch that you wear or the car that you drive or the home that you live in. That's not what success is. Success is a feeling. And when you learn to chase the feeling, the money, the title, the car, all of that stuff will come with it, all right? So success for me, what I realized is you want to spend as much time as you can in these areas of joy. Um, I tell my clients, you want to spend 80% of your time in these areas of joy. Now, we're not always going to be able to spend 100% of our time doing things that we love. That's just the reality. Sometimes you're going to do shit that you don't want to do. You're always going to have to do hard stuff that you don't want to do, right? That's just the reality of it. But the closer you can get to 80% of your time and your your career being spent doing something that aligns with all of these principles of you, right? Now, um, when I was at Cisco, I asked myself, you know, learning and growing, uh, really connecting deeply and emotionally with people, being present, um, and, and teaching and serving others. And what I realized was at Cisco, I was about 20 to 30% aligned, right? Now I was making amazing money while I was at Cisco, but my life, uh, I did not feel successful because it was not aligned with what I really loved to do. And this was the most difficult thing because, you know, if I was offered a managerial job or a director job and I kept progressing my career in Cisco, I saw no way. I saw zero possibility of a chance for me ever getting to 80%. Never, never could have happened. I would make more money. I would have more responsibility, but I would never get to the point where it, where 80% of my life was, was connected with doing the things that I loved. And that was terrifying. That was absolutely terrifying for me to admit, oh my God, the path that I'm on and the path that I've been on for the last five years will never get me there. Terrifying, but also a huge weight lifted off my shoulders, realizing I had to do something different. This exercise is one of the main reasons that I was able to quit my job because I realized there was in no future existence was there a possibility of me getting to that 80% with Cisco. And what I realized is time is the only resource that we never get back. After I lost AJ, after I lost my best friend, I realized we're all going to die. Every single one of us is going to die. And when you're on, you know, that when you're in your last days, are you looking back thinking, you know, like, I'm glad I paid it sa- played it safe. I'm glad I took longer to go after the things I really loved. No, no. You want to know that when you admitted to yourself that you weren't doing the things that you loved, that. You made that decision that day and you changed. You went after it wholeheartedly. You figured it out. Because the reality is time is the only resource we can never get back. So you need to start to live your joy. You need to start to live on purpose. And you need to start to pursue that path sooner rather than later. That's all we have for today's show. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing. So make sure to implement what you learn here with us. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to sidlicbook.com, S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com to grab your pre-sale copy of the shit you don't learn in college book. It's open now. It's going to change your life. It's going to help you make more money, have more freedom, and have a bigger impact. Everybody who buys the book during the pre-sale launch will get over $3,000 in bonus trainings. And just like I mentioned earlier, everybody who buys the book, we're also going to buy a week worth of food for a hungry child in need in Kenya as well. So go ahead and go to sidlickbook.com and check it out now. 
All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.